Hour number two, we jump right in right here. It's the Plank Show. Home of Suda fans, Josh Elmer, alongside Connor Pasby. Maybe I asked off the top, and if I didn't, then uh, pardon me. How rude. How was the weekend, man? What uh, did you find yourself getting into? I was um, watching all the baseball from this past weekend. So which Super games regionals. Which games were you watching? I mean, were you flipping around? Uh, did, did you watch the, uh, hey, here's uh, red zone baseball and I've got a little bit of everything? What what games caught your fancy? Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of the squeeze play where they got different games on throughout the Super Regional. But ORU, Oregon, I was all over that. What a great what a great three-game series that was in the Super Regional. Can they win the whole thing? <laughs> I think anything's possible when you get to Omaha, dude. They got a... Man, they got a deep team. They're really, really fun to watch, and they've gained some bandwagon fans after that Super Regional, and there's going to be so many fans rooting them on in Omaha. Through Stillwater, through Oregon. Third, third fourth seed ever to make it. Who were the other two? Fresno State, who, who won, did, went, won the whole thing. Yeah. Is it Stony Brook, the other one? That's crazy. That's Yeah, yeah that's, that's just insane. That's nuts that, uh, that they've done it. How about that? Congratulations to them. Speaking of uh, baseball news, I saw Kendall was texting about this. What do you make of Clay Overcash stepping down? Yeah, that was something that I don't think anyone really saw coming. Kind of a big loss there for OU. I'm sure they'll get someone, you know, maybe someone with an SEC background to really take them to the next conference that they're about to uh, leave for. They also have – Kendall also mentioned this too, but Wallace Clark, who uh, – entered the transfer portal so that's something uh baseball wise uh dude that played a lot of third base started mm-hmm. a lot of games toward the end of the regular season so he'll in, enter the portal and i think that everybody would agree with this i'm officially on board the oru bandwagon well everybody <laughs> except for i think everyone around oklahoma here state fans even oklahoma state fans you know the dust settles kind of kind of rooting for oru right yeah, yeah. Two Oklahoma teams that have made it to Omaha in the last six Don't do years. this. <laughs> OU uh, and ORU. Wait, so who's missing? Tulsa doesn't have a baseball team. That's all a lot of people say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, Tulsa? <laughs> no, they don't have a team. Uh, so you mean Oklahoma State then? Easy easy to root for what a ORU. I, I would imagine a bunch of folks will be jumping on the ORU bandwagon. Let's hope that they can can go make things interesting up well, in Omaha. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to say about this, it's pretty impressive to blow an 8 nothing lead in the first game and then turn back around and win the next two. No kidding. Yeah, at, because that at was – their place. I'm glad you brought that up. That is a collapse of epic proportions. And then to turn around and, and win the next two – like you said, on the road is, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. That's hard, tough to hard do. To, hard to really build any confidence after that. Going uh, the next day, show up back at the ballpark, but they did, man, they did just fine. Uh, came up with two big wins over Oregon. We do have Southern Miss, Tennessee. That's five o'clock tonight, ESPN two, and then uh, all of my homies are rooting for Stanford. This evening at 7 o'clock Central Time on ESPN, Stanford and Texas. Stanford, uh, an 8-3 to three winner to uh, to force this contest. Yeah, a dude that threw, had 16 strikeouts last night. I was, I was watching that, man. Uh, Wake Forest, do you think that they can swing the bats a little bit? I think so. What the uh, Nine homers they oh had my goodness. the big bats of Wake Forest. Man, dude, they, they are really good. Oh, my gosh. 22-5. to five. <laughs> Wake Forest over Alabama. 
Absolutely. If I'm not crazy. mistaken, I think Alabama, all five of their runs came from homers too. So I think like every single run in that ball game was from a home run. Did you see the uh, clip of the Virginia player making the rounds this weekend? It's yes, an old it, clip. It, it's an old clip. Why? That, that always happens. Why it, did that start making the rounds I don't, this I, week? It's an incredible interview. I, I don't know. I don't know if maybe NCAA baseball put something out. Maybe like, I don't know, was it three years ago? Three years ago today we had this interview with the Virginia pitcher. But yeah, that was Talking a, about dipping dots. And yeah, that was a really good interview, but it is old. I love the, the question that they ask in that interview, too. So how do you feel about the Kenny Powers in comparison? He is exactly like Kenny Powers he is, in that he is, yeah. It couldn't be more like that. That was uh, pretty good. Even though, again, if you saw that video, folks, that is not from this past weekend. Yeah, he's I here to he, inform Yeah, me. I think he's been working. I don't know if he's working with D1 Baseball or just a, another platform for baseball. He has been for two or three years now. Anything else from the uh, College World Series, the path to Omaha, stand out to you? Here's who we've got that uh, have punched their tickets. Wake Forest, LSU on one half of what will be the uh, Omaha bracket, Florida, Virginia, TCU, Oral Roberts on uh, the other portion of it. And let's see, as we told you earlier, Stanford, Texas, and Southern Miss, Tennessee. Those are the final spots. So you could get two Big 12 teams in or just TCU. Yeah, and so far there's two teams that are – outside of the top 16 teams that made Omaha, and they'll be playing each other in the first round. It'll be TCU versus ORU uh, either Friday or Saturday. I think it yeah, starts Friday. And I'm kind of pulling for both, so I, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, no, I hate that they're hate playing that they have to play each other. Each other. I wish, uh, yeah, I wish it was. Then I think you'll have an SEC matchup also in that first round, LSU. I'm trying to think what the bracket really looks like, but I think two SEC teams will be playing in the first round. Well, you got Florida, Virginia, right? Uh, Wake Forest, LSU. Stanford, Texas, and Southern Miss, Tennessee. Those, those are the games okay. still to be played to grab spots. Which, one of those, Southern Miss and Tennessee, man, they were having some weather problems. They were hard to really get a game in. It took forever. Two, three-hour delays at Southern Mississippi, but they finally got the game in. And I'll, be a, I'll turn, tune in that. It'll be a fun game later tonight. It is great, though, isn't it? Postseason college baseball. I feel like I feel like we get a lot from fans here that want to say the college baseball product isn't this or that. And I know a lot of our listeners are diehard college baseball fans, but I just how can you watch the last two weeks and not like college baseball? Well, it's awesome. There's just well, there's so much offense. Like barely ever will you see a pitcher's duel, a low scoring game. It's really both teams really trading punches in the postseason it's been fun and when OU made that run to the national championship last year I know we have we had a bunch of fans here that jumped on the train and they really enjoyed what they saw all of all of which is to say I'm loving it I I can't wait for these two games tonight and then the college world series itself in Omaha is going to be fantastic so mentioned it last hour and as would typify a Josh Helmer led program Connor Hey, we're going to talk about this next, and... We don't get to it. <laughs> then you take a couple of phone calls, and what do you know? The the hour is over. Mentioned how taxing has has this run been for Oklahoma. You know, you, you look at it, 53 straight wins. You set this all-time softball wins mark. You win a third consecutive title. Everything's good, right? 
Uh, all good for Oklahoma softball. Now number seven, you're, you're level with Oklahoma football here in Norman in terms of national championships. And, oh, by the way, it feels like OU's the favorite going into 2024 to win a fourth straight. So life's good, right? It's all, it's all happiness in paradise. And yet it kind of feels like we've heard a lot of this championship was really hard. The the path to this one from Patty Gasso and others, this was not easy, letting us know, yeah, I know we won 53 straight games, but this was not just, hey, come to the ballpark and win 53 straight. And and really, you think about what Oklahoma State in, in Oklahoma City looked like, Connor. I mean, Stanford pushed OU. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, it was not an easy bo- – both games really against Stanford when they, go, when they got the best pitcher on the mound, throwing heat – uh, really threw them off offensively, but later in the game they finally came up with big hits. So it wasn't easy when they got to the Women's College World Series, but it still took care of business later on. There is one missing link, however. Florida State, not easy for Oklahoma. Tennessee, look in your direction. Um, not not quite as challenging as the, the other contest, but this text from Sean I thought was pretty good on this subject. I think it was very taxing and pressure field, especially when the negativity on social media surfaced. You know, it, it's, yeah, the too much celebrating, that's where it was going all across social media, going after Oklahoma, the players, a few big-time kind of sports reporters we had from D1 Baseball, someone in the Florida State, a big Florida State fan. But Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> something that rhymes with uh, Manny Linnell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like OU celebrating. So, what he, you, hold up there. What is Danny Cannell's deal? I don't know, man. He he was just he was taking it too far. He, it was about time to shut up for him. Because he knows when he talks, he's got he's gonna have a bunch of OU fans coming in those comments. Does this just go back to OU beating Florida State in a national championship game in football many many moons ago, and two years ago, McKenzie Donahue makes the amazing catch. Uh, I believe out in, in left field, but yeah. he makes the amazing catch, and it's like the perfect jump man or jump woman catch yeah. in this instance. You, like, put it on a T-shirt for Donahue. It's an amazing moment. She goes crazy, celebrates. I don't know. You're playing for a national championship, and Danny Cannell sends out a tweet, oh, my God, these showboaters. And he's still been on that same kick this go-around yeah. with OU. What is his deal with women celebrating their achievement in sport, I don't know, and that's the first. That was the first time I've seen him ever talk about softball when it was two years ago when he when OU was playing against his team, Florida State. But he's still continuing on to this day, and he's not backing off of the deal either. No, he's not. It's it's full on. Joe Clad got involved too. If I oh, go back, baby, yeah, he commented. Yeah, find what Joel Clad said. That was great. He quote tweeted it. I made some Sooner fans happy. Well, and go figure, Joel Klatt in to save the day, right? Always Joel Klatt. Well, I shouldn't say always, but typically with a sound, reasonable point of view. Joel Klatt said, well, OU football didn't seem to mind in 2000 <laughs> when they stomped out Florida State in Florida. Because the other piece of the equation that we, we I guess, left out with Danny Cannell is he's been another one of the OKC, it's unfair yeah. complainers. It can't possibly be that Oklahoma won 53 games in a row because they're just better than everybody else in the sport. No, the, the reason that uh, they've won these championships is because, hey, they get the home field advantage in OKC. Then he had the audacity to say – 
Where did that one loss happen? Was it like on the road? <laughs> I know Dude, the one the one loss in the gosh. They've lost eight games <laughs> in three years. Well, yeah, but they lost that they game lost, in Baylor. It was on the road. <laughs> uh, so it it has been taxing. It, it has been taxing. Believe it or not, it has been. Uh, yeah, T Row. Yeah, could, out of all leave, of you, <laughs> how could we leave that out? T Row's tweet was incredible. Toby. Coming off the top ropes to uh, dunk on Danny Cannell was pretty amazing this weekend. Matter of fact, that might have been the best moment of, I love of that, all yeah. of it. That might have been the, the the crowning moment of the entire saga. But uh, this was a, believe it or not, taxing run to the title for Oklahoma. And afterwards, Jordy Ball caught up with, I don't know who this reporter is for NCAA.com. They didn't have it listed on uh their social media page or on YouTube. But anyways, Jordy Ball with NCAA.com talking about, hey, you you didn't really get to be a part of this thing uh, in terms of being healthy a season ago, and here you are, most outstanding player right here in 2023. What was this journey like? It was special. I think last year was special, and this year special. Every year is special in their own ways. Um, and that's no matter how it really ends because all of the efforts and glory is given to the Lord all the same. Last year I might have only been at 60%, but he got 100% of that. Um, and this year it's the same, and I'm speaking on behalf of our entire team. We all feel that same exact way. So, This team has just an unmatched competitive fire, but yours always stands out. Where does that come from, and how does the big stage ignite that in you? I don't know. It's just inside, and it just comes out sometimes. Comes out in the biggest of moments. Jordy, this is something that hasn't been done in 33 years. What can you say about this Oklahoma softball program? It's special. Coach Gasso has done a really good job of working to get it to this point. Um, it definitely wasn't here when she stepped in. Um, so she's worked her butt off, and these girls have worked their butts off. When you think back to the little girl putting on her cleats, all those practices, and now being here and winning most outstanding player, what kind of emotions does that bring up for you? Um, I learned after last year, it's like you spend your whole life chasing a moment like this and then you wake up the next day and it's really cool, but you're like, all right, what now? So I think um, the little girl is just glad to now know that this is really cool, but it's not everything and it doesn't make me any better of a person. Um, it's just a cool accomplishment. Jordy, congratulations, an incredible accomplishment. Thank you. So a lot of people, by the way, are taking something from that little final comment there. Hey, this isn't everything, and and it shouldn't be. Frankly, it shouldn't be for for Jordy or for anyone, Connor. No, it shouldn't be. Uh, I mean, a- it should be special to go win national championships, but and a lot of people look at it and say, like, how could this not be the greatest thing, and why wouldn't you want to keep doing this, or best position yourself to keep doing that? And uh, the reality is, once you've won one, it and this is coming from someone that's won nothing in their life, so can <laughs> Same keep, here. You know, keep that in mind for me. But it seems like maybe it would be easier to to say, you know what, it's not everything, though, because you've done that. You've won one. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've won two her freshman and sophomore year. Maybe she wants something different. Obviously, I don't want to see her go. We've had a bunch of texts, uh, just so much rumors going around, see if she, what decision she makes. But, yeah, she's already won two championships and she can if she comes back I mean you're looking for a third one well and just in the perspective of winning this championship and being the most outstanding player it was awesome it, it will always be awesome she'll always have the the championships but uh 
it's not everything. It's not everything. And again, I think just speaks to the the challenging nature of this journey for Oklahoma as a whole. One more cut here before we take our first time out of hour number two. What about Kinsey Hansen again with NCAA.com talking about uh, similar subject, this journey. What does it mean? You know, just we don't ever talk about making history, but, you know, looking around at the girls and at the super seniors that came here to do this, you know, this one's for them. Just being able to be united with the girls and this one was special because everybody, our backs to the wall, everybody's saying a lot of bad stuff about us, so being able to come through was pretty, pretty special. We know what happens when you step up to the plate in the big moments. Everybody in the stadium can feel it. You did it against Clemson and time and time again here at the Women's College World Series. Why are you able to step so bi- up so big in the big moment? You know, I know that, uh, I know I have Jesus on my side, we, all of us do, and I know that I'm not the only one that can get it done, so there's no pressure on on me at all because I know that if I don't, the next person does. So that takes a lot of weight off your shoulders knowing that the team can always get it done, no matter who it is. Describe the dominance of Jordy Ball in the circle. Uh, she's relentless. You know, there's not much that I can say to her that really changes her mentality. She's just, she's a dog on the mound. That really just defines it. What do you think three back-to-back wins means for the sport of softball? It hasn't been done in 33 years. Um, I just hope that 12-year-olds and all the girls watching this right now, they look at us and they're inspired to you know play passionately and celebrate without a care in the world and not apologize for who they are and just go out and play hard and love the game. Unapologetically dominant. Kinsey Hanson, who, by the way, in the realm of decisions, made a, a big decision in her own right. And probably, you know, it's easy to look at it and say, well, fifth year, you've got a fifth year. Why would you not come back? We don't know what is going on with Kinsey Hanson. We don't know what... Her, her headspace looks like and whether or not she's ready to step into her professional life. You know, for me, just talking about myself, my initial reaction is, well, yeah, of course she's coming back. But again, it uh, it's not was not a guarantee. And that was massive news that uh, Kinsey Hansen made the choice to come back. Uh, I, I think announced that with News 9, or at least I saw Dean's tweet last night. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I did too from last night. So that's uh, big-time softball news if you missed it. Kinsey Hansen, who, my goodness, was just incredible throughout this postseason run. We, we can talk about that a little bit more this morning, but Kinsey Hansen was incredible. That's a huge piece that Oklahoma gets back. One of the many players that stepped up with big-time hits in the postseason. So... If, if I can, I know that we've, we've spent a lot of time, and we'll continue talking softball throughout this morning, but uh, how about a little football? How about a little football? The Williams-Winary visit this weekend, uh, what, what did we learn? How important was it for Oklahoma? What is the, the scuttlebutt from the weekend that was? Let's debate. Let's discuss. Let's chop it around a little bit next, plus your text line messages as well. Knippelmeyer's. Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 and the phone lines they're open for you that's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line 405-329-9000 is all yours taking a time out it's the Plank Show hour number two rolls on next Plank Show we're back with you Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby you know who hour two is brought to us by Connor let's hear it well it's Allison Insurance that's AllisonInsurance.com 
health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and so much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. It sounds like the williams Winery uh, visit went well. The way it looks like, I saw a uh, yeah, I saw a tweet from well, a tweet from Caden Green. He's now at OU doing his best recruiting pitch for Williams Nuaneri. Also, along with Jashawn Ross. Yeah, Jashawn Ross. Uh, a bunch of uh, you know recruiting predictions came in uh, this weekend, so that that was nice. Zion Reagans, who is a a more diminutive. Wide receiver out of Georgia, five foot uh, nine, I think is what he's listed across the recruiting sites, and he can fly. More uh, predictions came in, came in uh, this weekend for Zion Reagan. So on that front, feels like it was a nice little recruiting weekend for OU. Williams Winery though, and David Stone, especially in light of the Bryant Wesco choosing elsewhere. At least for now, I, I said right off the top of that with Wesco that, look, uh, it's not over until it's over until it's over. And one thing we've learned about Brent Venables and the entirety of this staff is what, Connor? Well, it's that they can go close. I uh, present to you Peyton Bowen. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Sooner fans are ready to get one, a big-time player on the defensive side of the ball. And williams Winery is one of those, a five-star D-end. 6'5", 250, just waiting on his commitment to decide where to play college football at. So, yes. Yes. Do not give up on Wesco. But having said that, even though he's a five-star two, Connor, Mm -hmm. feels like this class, for a lot of folks, will be defined by do you land Winery, do you land Stone in tandem, and if the answer to that is yes, yes, then to me, okay, well, I'd love to have Wesco, but there's other wide receivers, and you've already got one in, in Zion Kearney. Sounds like Reagans, and uh, probably there's you know other skill guys along the way here. That That's okay, right? If there was a trade to be made, I think Oklahoma fans would say, give us Stone, give us Winery's commitments and eventual – signings that's what Oklahoma fans would want so not that there's I mean obviously there's not a commitment from this weekend with Winery and probably (laughs) I think it was John who tweeted out John Williams who tweeted out hey when's the last time that we saw a recruit go on a visit and and come away from the visit and say wow that visit stunk that was horrible (laughs) exactly it feels like yeah every uh it's always every visit is good yes really good well you're not going to for the most part, most people wouldn't go to somebody's house, get wined and dined. Hey, thank you for dinner. This sucked. <laughs> That's not I took a visit to Alabama, and it was horrible. I, I hated, hated it. it. <laughs> I don't like the coaching staff. <laughs> Greek life stinks out here. Everything about this place is awful. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get that it's not the, the most groundbreaking thing of all time, but it does sound like it went well for Winery. And now let's see what the next several months hold. Uh, you've got dating through the rest of this month. It's what? Tennessee this weekend for Winery on the, the visit train. And then I believe Missouri after that. And then Oregon versus Colorado for the uh, Ducks visit come the fall. Yeah, you're in the mix of – well, yeah, you still got some 
visits to go, but just talking about players-wise, you're still in the mix of some really talented four-star, five-star uh, guys. I won't take what uh, – and, and first of all, uh, props to Parker Thune who wrote a really nice piece. If uh, you don't have the OU Insider subscription for uh, my man Parker, I would suggest go get that. That way you can – if you're recruiting – buff if you want to know everything that's going on it's a nice subscription to have he had a really nice write-up about Williams Winery so I won't just take and bring to the air a lot of what he had to say but uh, Winery had some comments about uh, these these other top defensive line targets in this class and I guess my question coming out of that is do you put any stock Connor into the idea that for Winery it's independent of David Stone in terms of he commits and signs with Oklahoma, does uh, how much would it help, I guess, I'm asking? If David Stone commits to Oklahoma, how much influence does that have in your mind over a Williams, Williams Winery? Or Nigel Smith, or on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it feels like it always helps, especially if they're you know, really good friends throughout this whole process. If you see you know, a buddy of yours, another five-star, commit to Oklahoma, then you're starting to think, oh, man, I want to go – play with him too at a big time program it can't hurt right I mean I it think, doesn't hurt yeah, I think that's well, the obvious well and these guys yeah and these guys help with the recruiting process too once you commit he does his best to get another guy to come with him out of the teams that are involved Tennessee how would you describe just Tennessee's program right now offensive right offensively yeah, driven off- yeah well, in the season that they just had, a lot better than what they're really used to in these past years. Well, massive uptick yeah. based on last season, but it was the Hinden Hooker show. Offensive uh, juggernaut, and let's see uh, who's the guy's name that I can't pronounce, the five-star kid that's come in for Tennessee that'll be playing quarterback. I, I, it's not I, no, I can't season, pronounce going it forward. Yes, But can... it, at any rate, playing good offensive football, that would be the – that would be what I would attach to them, right? It wouldn't be, hey, this is one of the greatest defensive teams or greatest defensive lines nationally. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, it is, yeah. Georgia, the opposite. Uh, and not that they're playing bad <laughs> offense. Obviously, they just won back-to-back national championships. And Stetson Bennett probably didn't get enough credit for what he did. But that being said, most would attach what to who Georgia is? All Just all around. Well, and then defensively, too. Freaks defensively. Freaks, yeah. Defensive line, linebackers, just incredible defense, right? So I look at that and just judging the landscape for this area recruitment, you've got Oklahoma alongside Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri, and Oregon. And if, if Oklahoma manages to get a commitment – from a David Stone and a Nigel Smith, and oh, by the way, you already got Adabare and LeBlanc, and if those guys are impressive this season already in in year one on campus, it, it, even one of the two, then if I'm Winnery and I'm thinking about this situation, th- this is me. I would want to surround myself with great players. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, if I was a Williams Winnery or a David Stone, I would be less concerned about I want to go somewhere where I can be the guy and I'm definitely getting these snaps from day one. I would want to go somewhere where everybody around me is pretty doggone good because I think that gives me the best chance to go rack up some TFLs and get into backfields and get sacks and look like an NFL talent. The uh, the rising tides. Yeah. Well, and you can – 
you can also say during that process too, man, if I go to someone, we just talked about Tennessee being offensive driven, kind of same thing with Oklahoma. I mean, these past years not being very good defensively. You tell no your, doubt. You tell yourself, man, when I get on campus, I got a chance to really play from the get-go as a freshman You can st- instead, instead of waiting a few years. Connor, you can spin just about anything <laughs> in recruiting, <laughs> can you not? You it's, can. It's, hey, you come here and – you can help us out immediately. We need your help. And yet, my, my point in saying all of that was, if Oklahoma lands those other names, though, for Winery or Stone or whoever, are you going to be in a better defensive line situation outside of Georgia on that list than Oklahoma? I know that the, the numbers don't bear that out last season in the last couple of seasons. Let's see what 2023 has in store, and hopefully – Hopefully it has some very, very serious market improvement defensively for OU. And, oh, by the way, some of these young defensive line talents showcase some of the skill that we're talking about. But I just look at that landscape of teams and say, okay, if if you do improve defensively and you've got these names committing to Oklahoma in conjunction, that's attractive. That's something yeah. I want to be a part of as compared to maybe what Tennessee has to offer defensively or, or Oregon or Missouri. And uh, Jimmy Norrington mentions on the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line, out of all the top programs nationally, OU has to be one of the top teams in desperate need of D-line help. This has to be a nice carrot for top uh, D-line recruits wanting the fast track to playing time. You hope that's so. Just, yeah. No, I mean, that's what you said, Connor. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just a way to look at it. If I was a big-time, you know, prospect, I mean, I look at that if I can – play right away at a top program that really needs help on that side of the ball. So what are you trying to say, that you're not cool with riding the pine for a year? I understand the waiting process, but I know a lot of these guys like to play from the get-go. Well, and it makes sense, okay? Any walk of life, you want to come in and not have to do a lot of waiting around. Come in and be impactful straight away. So all of which is to say – Oklahoma has has put its best foot forward with Winery, and let's see what the next couple of months holds. You got that Tennessee visit coming up, Missouri visit, Oregon obviously next fall, and uh, can OU, can they earn uh, maybe an, an unofficial during the football season return visit? That'd be a great sign. This class, it, it will in a large way be judged by do you get Stone? Do you get one, Ari? We'll do a timeout. It's hour two of the Plank Show. Okay, got more text on Jordy Ball. I see them. Let's read. Let's react next. It's the Plank Show, home of Sooner fans. Plank Show, hour number two. He, ladies and gentlemen, is Connor Pasby. I'm Josh Elmer. Plank is on vacation. And if you believe these rumors to be true, wow, uh, once again, Plank has exited stage left at the – most inopportune time or the most uh, opportune time of all time? There's there's rumors out there from the 405, a couple of you. I know you've probably already said or you're tired of hearing about it, but please address the Jordy Ball rumors. Another, another text. Where are these Jordy Ball rumors coming from and is there anything to them? So, Jordy Ball. There's rumors floating around and... It seems like if I'm to get, to give proper credit, it uh, started over on three sooner scoop those boards. I don't know the poster's name, and I apologize, poster, that uh, I don't I don't know your name. 
but uh, somebody posted and basically said, hey, there's an All-American that could be on the move transferring from Oklahoma. And everybody said, well, wait a second, who is it? And one thing came to another, and then all of a sudden it's uh, a bunch of people speculating that it was going to be Jordy Ball, and then uh, on and on and on. So this, that's where we're at with it. There is, to my knowledge, there's nothing beyond that. So now the, the next question is, okay, well, w- wait a second. Why would you leave Oklahoma? And the speculation from said posters and, and people out talking about this is uh, – Homesick. Homesick. So put two and two together. A lot of people feel like if and when this happens, uh, Nebraska would be a legitimate transfer portal destination. There's some that have floated the idea out there that Jordy Ball is just going to be done with softball. She's going to just step away. Yeah, we've heard we've heard that too. We've had a bunch of just a bunch of different rumors, really. Yeah, it did start last night on the boards and continued this morning. So that's that's where we're at. Is there anything concrete on it? No. But the way people are talking out there is as if this is like imminent or something. So, hey, we'll see. She's not in the transfer portal. And as of uh, right now, she's an Oklahoma Sooner. And if and when, you know, I would say this. Just Jordy Bly, probably not listening to this program. But if she is, I I would say this. If you enter the transfer portal, first of all, do what do what you want to do with your with your future, and and make decisions for yourself. But I would also suggest give it some time. You know, you, you think about any walk of life. Just the comparing your life with athletes' lives is a dangerous road to go down, Connor. But just follow me for a second here. It's easy in the course of a year at work or any walk of life to say, I'm worn out. How much longer can I do this? Your mind goes to places of, I don't want to do this anymore. What's next? I need to, I need to play the clip of Jordy Ball with uh, the, the podcast that she was on on Friday where she talked about not really having the fire coming back uh, this past season to Oklahoma and being very – upfront and honest and open about the challenge to go be this type of athlete at Oklahoma, raising awareness for what athletes go through out there, that it's not just, hey, you you show up and, and you're Jordy Ball. And, oh, by the way, I, I have not listened to that podcast yet. Uh, but, you know, for Jordy Ball, she's coming back off an injury to start this season in the fall. So there's all these different things that you're, you're battling or – you know, working with and against Connor. And we just expect Jordy Ball to go be Jordy Ball and to have this fire and to go be this champion and to be this dominant force, which, hey, by the way, most of this season she was. And through this push to a national championship, oh, my goodness, absolutely she yeah. was. Historic what she did. But uh, that's that's not just, hey, you show up and do that. Yeah, and, yeah, no, I mean, you don't know what a kid's going through outside of just softball and homesick and be – a real thing. I mean, you really miss your family when you're that far away, even though you're having really great success throughout the season. We'll give a shout-out to uh, Dry Fit Venables. says, family, mental health, and happiness are more important than a game. Which does not have the words Jordy Ball in it, but I'm <laughs> yeah. taking to believe that, yes, that, that uh, a lot of what you see on social media today is in response to these rumors. But just to finish that thought, Connor, 
in life, it's easy to get caught up in, I'm worn out, I don't know about this. And my only advice, if I could give some advice, is first of all, I'm not saying, hey, stay at OU, go here, do this, do that. I mean, there's talk that she might step away from the game. Whether or not that's just like people taking this from a game of telephone, right? I tell you one thing, Connor. You tell it to the next person. By the time it gets around the circle, it's like not anything of what I told you. <laughs> right. So keep that in mind with this rumor circle here. But if there's anything to that I don't know that I want to play anymore, first of all, if you don't love it, then don't feel the need to have to do it. But I would also encourage you to think about this. Give it, give it a week's time. Give it a couple weeks' time before you make a decision. Just in my life, and I'm sure many people out there listening in their lives can attest to this, When not just because you're young and I'm old and I've done this or done that. As you get further along in life, you realize that being measured and being thoughtful and giving yourself time, because when you're younger, you do make rash decisions quickly. So take a deep breath. Think about it. If there was a chance that she was going to enter the transfer portal today and it doesn't happen by this afternoon, that doesn't necessarily mean that she she is entering the transfer portal still. It doesn't mean that she's not. But it, it could mean that she's taking a little bit more time to think about it. And even if she enters the transfer portal, take time to think about the decision that you're about to make because it is not a light decision if what's getting rumored around out there has any sort of legs to it. No. And, and when I was young, I made a decision to transfer from Kansas to Oklahoma really, really quickly, kind of overnight, and grappled with that for a period of time. I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm happy about it now because I get to sit here and do this show with you. But I'm just saying in life we make quick decisions when we're young sometimes, and they can wind up being the right decision, they can wind up being the wrong decision. When, and sometimes you can get really caught up in the moment and not think ahead of time or look at the bigger picture of things. And a decision like that, you got to – Give this some time, especially after you just won a national championship. Sit down with your family, go over it. Sit down with Patty to see to see what's best for uh, her and everything. But and I, it is a big decision. Kendall texts in, people think mental health isn't a serious matter. From who struggles, from one who struggles with mental health, it's very real. And I think a lot of people are more and more aware of that. Sugar Shane in Newcastle, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line, give it a week. And talk to your mentors. Talk to God. Pray about it. And the right decision will come. So, yeah. And Patty Gasso in the past, we're doing a break. I'm taking us over over the, the limit here a little bit. Patty Gasso has talked about mental health very publicly and openly. So she would be a great reference point. And I'm sure Patty Gasso has Jordy Ball's best intentions oh, at in yeah, heart. Yeah. So that, that, that would be my only advice is if you're thinking about all these different things, give it a week. And, and really think about it. Don't make a rash decision. All right, we'll do a break. We'll come back and close up hour number two. Next, it's the Plank Show. The homeless Sooner fans back with you after this. Final segment, hour number two of the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Brought to us by Allison Insurance. That's allisoninsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements. So much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. 580-NATE. A couple of good ones in here. I think the message board poster was <laughs> D. Canell FSU fanboy 19. I can't confirm, but could be a good possibility. <laughs> struck over onto the uh, 
the uh, message boards to uh, freak Sooner, Na- Sooner Nation out about Jordy Ball. That's the uh, player, by the way, Sooner Soldier, that we're talking about. People speculating that maybe there could be some news about the drop on Jordy Ball and the transfer portal and going back to Nebraska. That's that's what's out there. Uh, and then uh, 5808 also, fourth quarter Rory strikes again. Yes, Rory McIlroy could not get it done at the Canadian Open. A couple of folks have chimed in with this. Jay from Medill. Remember, uh, Patty Gasso sent Allo home for a mental reset. Been a while. Maybe I just forgot about that. No, yeah, it was yeah. it was a big time a big time deal. Uh, True sooner. Allo took her time as well. Uh, Sean, uh, Jocelyn Allo went through a similar thing. So a couple of folks pointing out that going back to that. Yes, that. Uh, hey, and that's sports, and that's life. That sometimes you just need a little bit of a reset. And that's why I say, you know, regardless of what's getting rumored out there, whether or not it comes to pass, take a second, take a deep breath, and think about whatever decision you're about to make. Because once you make a decision, the decision's done. No going back. Right. And just think about it and give yourself some grace and some time on the deal. Hour number three is next. Uh, We're continuing to celebrate, by the way. Oklahoma softball did win its third straight national championship. We'll share that with you. Plus, uh, how about some football updates and so much more. The NBA Finals. Oh, man. Not that entertaining, is it? (laughs) All right. Uh, Hour number three is next. It's the Plank Show on the Home of Sooner Fans.